turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! morning welcome to saturday morning obscurities i'm your co-host and sister melissa i'm your co-host and brother james welcome to our show this is a show where we talk about uh beloved or unknown or underrated media from our youths and from the youths of others perhaps hated we haven't done hated yet, but we'll get to it <laughs> something despised what would i mean i don't know if people were real wild about butt ugly martians no well i mean maybe if you're out there let us know go to at saturday mo pod on twitter and let us know yeah if you love butt ugly martians we'd also like to hear from you (laughs) every show we watch every movie we watch it has value we're happy to record every episode for you exactly Mel, did you have a show that you hated as a kid that you want to do on the show? <laughs> I can't think of anything right now. If I if I hated anything, I decided not to retain that memory. <laughs> I chose to ignore that. That's fair. I don't think I hated... I mean, I probably did hate stuff, but like... Not that I... Yeah, again, yeah, I guess that's fair. Not that I would like to remind myself of. Right, the yeah. only stuff that I remember quote-unquote hating is like dad shows that we had to watch like this old oh, house yeah. you know yeah yeah that's exactly what i was thinking about i don't, I don't want to talk about three episodes of this old house <laughs> he fixed the stairs then he fixed the shelf and then he fixed the roof and then he reviewed a tool i don't know what do you mean the tool's really making those noises and that's not like a, a voice actor making sounds? There's no voice yeah. actors in any of this? <laughs> Bob Vila's you just Bob D- Vila? You couldn't afford D. Bradley Baker for your old, old house show? <laughs> right! What is, why isn't he the drill? Why isn't the sound of the house settling D. Bradley Baker? <laughs> what are you trying to do here? <laughs> Meanwhile... We have to start our show. Uh, today we're talking about a movie, uh, but before we get into that, we have our first segment of the show, What's New Scooby-Doo, where we talk about anything new, uh, any new media we've been ingesting or liking or anything new going on in our lives. Uh, Mel, what's new with Scooby-Doo with you? I just upgraded my Blu-ray player. I had oh, yeah. a, I did. I had a model that I bought several years ago like i don't know 2014 or something and it was finally giving out on me it wouldn't play every disc i put in there it would play a lot of them but sometimes it would just be like no you can't watch beetlejuice i the disc's not working i can't read it and i'm like this is a perfectly clean beetlejuice i've watched it once and it's like no not tonight (laughs) so i did none for me thanks (laughs) <laughs> and I told our parents, and our, our, our parents got me a Best Buy gift card for my birthday, conveniently. Aww. So, <laughs> I know, very nice of them. So I got a 4K Blu-ray player. Do you have a 4K TV? Yes. Oh, okay. These are both oh. items I've upgraded in, like, the last year because now I spend so much time just on my couch watching TV. So I want it to be... The best TV watching experience. I also got a new couch. The whole the whole setup's new. Now, does having a 4K Blu-ray player and a 4K TV 
give you 8K or 16K? <laughs> um, he needs to it's, know. It's, it's 4K, but it's one four laid over the other four, so it looks like it has a drop shadow. Oh. <laughs> it's an embossed really four. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this player. I've not actually bought any 4K Blu-rays yet because they're uh, expensive. Uh, and it's like such a new format that there isn't a lot of choice out there yet. So I just mm-hmm. put in a Blu-ray and I watched Coraline. Nice. It's it's a good good time for that. Good time of year for that. Right. You know, this is our Thanksgiving special, but as we record it now, it's still October. We're, we're still gearing up for Halloween, so I thought I might as well make it a spooky watch. And I hadn't seen Coraline in years. And I knew it was yeah. a, a visually rich and detailed movie, so I thought it was a good exercise, good first lap for this player. And it looked mm. gorgeous, and I had a great time. That's great. Good, good core lining. <laughs> I coralined well. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, what's new Scooby-Doo with me is that we haven't actually recorded in a month, and I uh, have less teeth than the last time you heard me. <laughs> right. I, had, I wonder or, if the audience can can hear the absence of teeth. I'm 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 sure my voice is tinnier or something like that. It's got a <laughs> much there's much more voice coming out of my mouth now. I got uh my wisdom teeth removed as well as like some uh some teeth that just needed to come out. And mm. I was we recorded up until that and I'm like, okay, I don't know when I'm gonna be back from this, so we're gonna be done for a while. And that ended up being about a month. Uh, and in that time, like a lot happened. Like I got a new computer that was so lovingly gifted to me by a friend out of the blue. Uh, it was her old like gaming setup, and she had already upgraded. And she's like, "Here, you take this." And I'm like, "Really? A mm-hmm. whole computer for me? <laughs> like a very, <laughs> very sweet gift." Uh, and like uh, the monitor and a new chair and a keyboard and mouse right, oh. right from her. Yeah, like I, I gotta bake this girl something great. Uh, but yeah, so I've just been over here just enjoying having a computer. I haven't had an actual computer since our family computer in like 2008. And oh, this is a desktop. Like an actual, yeah, this is like an actual gaming computer. So I've been like playing Ooh. like Slime Rancher and like <laughs> going through Steam and like playing a bunch of other like games. It's nice. Uh, that is nice. I, I'm happy with yeah. you have a new gaming setup. I've got a, a nicer movie setup. <laughs> Yeah, I f- I feel like what? we're we're two spoiled kids showing off all our fancy <laughs> goods, but a lot of it is just like serendipity, and we're grateful for the gifts the universe bestows upon us. Yeah, we're, yeah, this isn't us like being two rich white kids. Like, be like, look at all this great shit we got. This is just you know, this is we're real very lucky to have these things, and uh, yeah, not bragging, not a humble brag. I just feel lucky, uh, lucky to be uh, nine teeth lighter and one computer richer. <laughs> That's so many teeth. It, it's not that many. Don't tell me that. It's <laughs> it's four teeth and then like five back teeth that were just very much needed to go. It uh, sounds like I don't know how many teeth a person has. It sounds like a lot to me. I don't know what percentage go ahead and guess. that is. I know go ahead we guess. have like. Like 208 bones, uh, but teeth aren't bones. Okay, so you're back to square one. Go ahead. <laughs> How many teeth does a person have? Is it 32? Is it? You tell me. 
Um, all right, Google. Is it how many it, teeth? How many teeth? Is it eighty-eight like a piano? you're a dick tracy character sure (laughs) (laughs) this week dick tracy fights piano mouth no i was i was right actually uh it's 32 teeth yeah except it says a normal adult mouth has 32 teeth which except for wisdom teeth have erupted Uh, by about age 13 you have eight incisors four canines uh, and then it cuts off yeah i just lost some incisors i think the back teeth. So I lost five regular teeth. Uh, Aren't incisors know, the pointy ones at the be- at the beginning of the mouth at the front of it? I thought those would be canines because dog teeth sharp. Okay. What which teeth is an incisor? Incisor teeth. We're, we're not even doing the Timmy the Tooth episode. I don't want to. I was <laughs> I was just gonna drop right. the fact that I had some teeth pulled. You're and right. We weren't going to go into it, but you're going to go into it. Okay. No, never mind. We'll save it for Timmy the Tooth. We can't teach about other subjects. We have to talk about dinosaurs today. We do have to talk about dinosaurs today. Those are creatures with a lot of teeth. <laughs> there we go. At least 88. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, Mel, this was your suggestion. Uh, for yeah. Today. Do you want to introduce it? Yes, today we are watching We're Back, A Dinosaur's Story, the 1993 animated film, uh, because it has a segment at the, not officially the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but pretty much the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yes, very much so. This is a movie. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) I was thinking thinking drinking water and I completely blanked on what you said. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, yeah, Macy Thanksgiving Day Parade, yeah. Thirsty. Uh, this is a movie that I do remember watching occasionally as kids, but it's a f- mm-hmm. on the more obscure side, so it was a movie that I feel like we would forget about for two or three years and then suddenly remember it. Yeah. Uh, the production company is Amblimation, which yes. is like Steven Spielberg's production company. So like, it get it got some... TV play, but that was about it. Like we may have had like a VHS copy, but not that don't I believe we did. Recall. Yeah, maybe we maybe we rented it a lot. I don't know. I don't remember that either. Mm-hmm. I think it was like it would air on Cartoon Network or something around the holidays. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. not Cartoon Network. They were busy running the Iron Giant for Thanksgiving. That's true. Do they still do that? Play it every. Play it every. Played as much as they can for 24 hours. Man, I don't know, but like, we could just do that ourselves at home. I don't want (laughs) to. It's a good movie. Enjoy it sparingly. Let's talk about some facts. Facts. Uh, It's called, the movie is called We're Back! Exclamation Point, a a dinosaur story. Mm -hmm. It's based on a book that came out in 1987, uh, written by Hudson Talbot. Yeah, Talbot. The screenplay was screenplay. Hmm. The screenplay was written by John Patrick Shanley. Uh, there were four directors on this movie: Dick Zondag, Ralph Zondag, Phil Nibelink, and Simon Wells. It was released in 
composed by James Horner, who does all the Amblimation movies. So he also oh. did like Bal- he also did Balto, and he also did Ooh. Five Will Goes West. Uh, nice. Notable actors for this movie: we have John Goodman as Rex, hometown hero, Missouri- Missouri's own, Missouri's own John Goodman. We have. <laughs> A lot of like big names. We have Walter Cronkite plays Captain New Eyes. Uh, Martin Short plays a clown called Stubbs. Rhea Perlman. Larry King has a guest spot. Jay Leno has a guest spot. Uh, Blaze Burndall, who we've featured in previous shows. Yeah, a lot of good. Julia Child plays a character in this. The most um, notable for me watching it as an adult is that the the main girl is Yeardley Smith, voice of Lisa Simpson. A, oh, a yeah, wonder, that's right. A wonderful performer with such a distinctive voice. I am shocked that childhood us didn't watch this movie and be very distracted that that's Lisa Simpson. It's so good. <laughs> it sounds just like her. We watched so much Simpsons. I don't know how that escaped us. Yeah. I mean, it escaped me just now when I didn't even think to look at Cecilia's voice actress. <sighs> uh, but yeah, there she is, Yuli Smith. Uh, and then we also have uh, Kenneth Mars as Professor Screwwise, our titular villain, who uh, also played the voice of Triton in Little Mermaid. Oh, well, that makes yeah, sense. Isn't that neat? Did yeah. you know that Professor Screwwise was originally supposed to be voiced by John Malkovich? Oh, man. And I think he was upset at what the movie turned into. Like, maybe he didn't like the musical number or something, or like how wacky He's it like, got. I wanted to sing. <laughs> like, he how didn't. Come John he, Goodman gets to sing. I want to sing. Like, he didn't respect the artistic integrity of the movie anymore. And he's like, I want out. And they like revoiced that role. Uh, I heard the story from an episode of Blank Check, my favorite movie podcast. And and I thought it was interesting, so I wanted to provide it here also. Mel, are we not your favorite movie podcast when we do movies? <laughs> We're not movie-centric. Movies just happen. <laughs> movies just happen. We can't stop them. They're going to happen. So normally this would be the part of the show where we play the intro to, this, to the cartoon. Uh, there's no intro. This is a movie. There's no need for that. disregard that we are we are acknowledging and bypassing this segment yeah this segment has been seen and has been acknowledged and now we can move on mm. uh, but yeah let's start the movie shall we yeah so the movie starts in a golf course <laughs> mm-hmm. which you can see in the distance there's new york city and we're with these little talking cartoon birds and there's a little bird, and all his big brother birds are making fun of him and pushing him around. And he's like, I'm yeah. leaving the nest. Forget it. I'm running away. And he flies away across the golf course, and he runs into an orange T-Rex who can talk and is playing <laughs> golf. Yeah, and he's scatting as well, doing some bebop, ba doo da ba ba doo das Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, he's, he bumps into him, and we see, we meet Rex, who is this big orange T-Rex, and he lands, uh, Buster lands on the ball as it's going in the hole, and John Goodman pulls him out, he's like, hey, what are you doing? What you, what you up to? And he's doing that good, like, cool adult thing, 
where they can like talk to kids and get feedback from kids like, oh, yeah, you're going to make that mistake. Tell me about that mistake you're going to make. Yeah. Tell me me more. Tell me about how you want to join the circus. Yeah. It sounds like something you're really into. Tell me about that. Uh, and yeah, yeah. So Buster, this little bird, is talking about wanting to join the circus. He's like, "Oh, and I know a thing or two about the circus. Didn't like it, but I'll t- uh, let me tell you about it." Uh, oh, this is the line. This is the line where he's like, "The circus." Now you're talking some sense. The circus is an ocean with some spice. 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 <laughs> and uh, the dino, whose name is Rex, big shocker. Uh, he's like, you know, I didn't, I didn't start out with this. I wasn't always the talking, bebopping, golfing dinosaur you see today. <laughs> Once, millions of years ago, and like we flash back, and there he is, is like a less cartoony, slightly more realistic, and like aggressive-looking dinosaur T-Rex chasing some some dinosaur of prey. Uh, well, no, I guess if you're the one who prays, you're the dinosaur of prey. The other one's the dinosaur of food, the dinosaur you eat, <laughs> who gets eaten. Uh, he's just another dinosaur, dinosaur around uh, a prehistoric <laughs> jungle. And then a big steampunk flying contraption <laughs> comes down from the sky. And a little flying green alien that I described in my notes as not a great gazoo, but an okay gazoo, comes out uh, of yes, ducks. Yeah. A- abducts Rex and then feeds him breakfast cereal. Yeah, very, very much so. Yeah, remind you, this is the little green guy voiced by Jay Leno. I don't think I can hear it thinking about it now. They must have done something to his voice. Probably. Uh, Yeah, so yeah, they they force feed him brain grain cereal and he, he turns, he turns from like the darker, like brown exterior of a dinosaur to very bright orange and beige mm. and his already square nose gets cartoonishly square with like little nostrils on the corners and he kind of bops out and becomes this this cartoony dinosaur and then yeah. he starts singing row 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 your boat as you do <laughs> when you have a brain yeah <laughs> it was the first thing that happened to tin man first song he sang is that true no <laughs> It's been a while since I've seen the movie. I, row, row, row your boat is not in Wizard of Oz. Audiences wouldn't have stood for it. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Unless, I don't know how old that song is. Maybe that was a hot new hit in like 1939. <laughs> a brand new bop on the streets. <laughs> um, so Rex, he, he be, after he starts singing, the, singing he calms down and he's like, hey, sorry, I, I tried to attack you and eat you, uh, small green Jay Leno. Uh, and they're like, okay, that's fine. Come meet your friends. Uh, we got a job for you. And we meet Elsa, Woog, and Jweeb. Elsa is a pterodactyl. Woog is a triceratops. Triceratops? Triceratops? <laughs> and uh, what is, oh, I didn't write down what Jweeb is. He says it, though. Um. Oh. Oh. He's got like a point on the back of his head. Is he like um? Who's that? That that one dino? I gotta look up my um. Oh, we don't know our dinosaurs at all. The Land Before Time characters. What's the one? The one's name? Oh, I've ducky. He's a ducky. (laughs) He's a a parasol. Okay. 
Parasolophorus. Parasorolophus. Okay, I think I got it with that one. Parasorolophus. Yeah, that's it. Way to go. Thank you. (laughs) And they're sitting around this, like, hot pot, kind of. Just, like, eating hot dogs. Like, big, (laughs) cartoonish hot dogs that look tasty. They look like you want to eat them, like anime food. Uh, And they're just going on about becoming (laughs) sentient. Elsa is, like, flirting a little bit with Rex. Uh, Yeah. And, and... Uh, Woog and Dweeb are just eating hot dogs and like talking about mustard and <laughs> we get, we oh, we, also, this... we also have to say that uh, Rex was given a gold medal to wear around his neck yeah. that says my name is Rex <laughs> that's what happens when you're a baby they stopped doing it in the hospitals in the 50s because they ran out of gold that's why so many stories <laughs> are trying to buy gold now so they can start let the us, hospital metal market up again. Let us buy your baby metal. <laughs> I watched. I, I think it's. I think it's cute, but also I thought about how Wreck It Ralph had to spend an entire movie trying to get his medal, and Rex just mm-hmm. like wakes up and eats some cereal, and he gets a medal immediately. Wreck It Ralph would have a big old fit to throw about that. Mm-hmm. He would wreck it. He'd wreck that entire steampunk flying contraption. And Eat all those hot, hot dogs. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's. So the, <laughs> then we meet uh, Captain Newwise, who is voiced by uh, Walter Cronkite. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's got this nice, like, warm voice to him. And he's like, hello, I'm a man from the future. And he explains that he was, he made a fortune on this brain grain cereal that made people smarter and decided to uh, give back to the world, to the children of all time. A mm. rare, generous millionaire in the world. Don't see many of those. And he uh, he explains he has a he made a wish radio, and this thing is like very gorgeous. I love these old styles of radio that have just like yeah, uh, like tweed back to them and are built out of like wood with little funny looking holes on the front. I love those, and. He turns it to, I think, the middle future dial, and mm. these bubbles come out of the machines, and they all have like images of kids in them talking about the different dinosaurs they want to meet. No, well, it's all the kids, and he can hear oh, what right. kids are. He can hear what kids are wishing for. I think theoretically, like he could hear anybody, but he said children wish the loudest, so it's the easiest yeah, for right. the radio to pick up. Uh, but the first kid bubble that comes out, <laughs> little boy I says, also wrote this down. I wish I had a mustache just like daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, maybe like wait 15 years and like that one may fix itself. So like Captain New Eyes isn't worried about it. He goes right past that kid to all the other kids who are like, I wish I could see a dinosaur for reals. Rex, I'm glad you're here. We're going to give this kid a mustache. <laughs> you're going to bring it to him. You're just in time. Uh, but yeah, all these bubbles start popping up about all these different kids wanting to like, I want to meet, I want to see a dinosaur. I want to see a pterodactyl. And there's one little bubble that has uh, this like little greaser looking kid. He's like, I wish I had a friend. And oh. that one like pops in Rex's hands. And he's like, you know what? 
you got a, you got yourself a deal. I'll go be a dinosaur for these kids. And they they all agree. And uh, Captain New Eyes is like, that's great. We're going to leave right now. And he pretty much like drives them to that time over like the Bay of New York City and oh, drops them out of the and- bottom with parachutes attached to them. Right. And he's like, you're going to go to my friend, Dr. Juliet Bleeb. Her address yes. is the Museum of Natural History. And then he winks. And Rex yep. is like, got it. The Museum of Natural History. Wink. And like every time anybody says it, it's followed by a wink, which is very fun. Yeah. It's part yeah, of the so Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he just dumps him out of the, the steampunk flying contraption and parachutes over the lights of New York City, which are gorgeous. There's yeah. some really lovely, super detailed backgrounds in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then he also mentions, uh, while you're in this time period, beware of my evil brother, Professor Screw-Eyes. He's misguided. Don't pay him any mind, but avoid him if you can. Yeah, and like he runs uh, an eccentric circus that might be in town. He's like, just go to the museum. Don't go looking for the circus. Also, when he's like reflecting on the man his brother has become, I sw- at one point he calls him just Screw, telling me that these are the Eyes Brothers, New and Screw. <laughs> Captain Eyes and <laughs> Professor Eyes. Eyes comma new, eyes comma screw. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want the name screw. Like <laughs> it seems like a like a college nickname, but Oh, or or you know, like you you hang out in a junkyard and like you eat a fish down to its bones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then your name is Screw? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the name new, that's the name for a baby. <laughs> you open a baby baby names book, first one, new. There you go. <laughs> do you, do they remain new forever? Does it ever need to be changed? Yeah. Every time he starts a new job, he's new there. Oh my god, so we can't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> can't stay. He's always can't, can't, he's always can't the get new tenure. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I am new guy. <laughs> no, I'm new eyes. You pronounced it wrong. Who's this guy? Oh no, no, no. Mr. Guy is my father. <laughs> Richard Guy and <laughs> son's new and screw eyes. <laughs> guy eyes. <laughs> I want to see this whole family portrait of the eyes. I I want to see whatever like parody of a spy movie has a character named Hi, I'm Guy Eyes. I'm Agent Guy Eyes. <laughs> so the dinosaurs parachute. Hi, hi, my name is Guy, nicknamed Goo Goo. This is my code name. Goo Goo Eyes. That guy's giving me Goo Goo Eyes. That's just his name. (laughs) Slides a file across the desk. Why, Money Penny, looks like you're giving me Goo Goo Eyes. 
Yeah, I work here now. Is that okay? <laughs> I'm your new partner. I'm your new partner, Google Eyes. <laughs> that honestly, so- honestly, that sounds like the name of like one of the the very bluntly named James Bond characters. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is some new junior agent he has to mentor and take into the field. Or that's yeah. I don't know, maybe that's like a Bond girl name. My name is My name is Gertrude Eyes, but in my friends call me Gugu. <laughs> so the dinosaurs parachute <laughs> into the Hudson River. And in the Hudson yeah. River, we find that lonely little greaser boy from the wish bubble. Uh, we learn his name is Louie, and he's living on just like a raft, just like a wooden, yeah. like, you know, Tom Sawyer raft that he made. But he does have a breakfast machine. Yeah, he has like a whole like egg sandwich machine and like a radio playing. He's he's living it up, you know. He's he's ingenious. He's got his little contraption made. And he's just sort of, you know, the, poking himself along in the riverbed, and all the dinosaurs float <laughs> down. And they're like, hey, we're dinosaurs. Hi, ki- you're a kid. Kids love dinosaurs, right? Hi, nice to meet you. And he's well, like, dinosaurs. Like no, they, they crash his ship. He goes oh, into the right. water, and he's like, what the fuck? I was having a lovely day. I don't mind dinosaurs, but just like this, this is a little rude. All and I wrote like, down is that he looks at them and he says, dinosaurs, huh? You do got that look. <laughs> There's something about you. The teeth, the scales, the feathers. Mm, something here. Something here screams dinosaurs. And yeah, he, he comes out of the water and he's carrying like his toaster and his skateboard. And they're, <laughs> they're on this big inner tube. And they get to shore. And Louis like, I don't know if I... Or no, they're like, we need to go to the Museum of Natural History. And he winks. And Louis also winks winks and is like, okay, yeah, the Museum of Natural History. Wink. I'll take you there. But I want to join the circus. So the circus is on the way. So I'll hang out with you guys. I'll show you the ropes. And then I'll go to the circus and you guys will go to the museum. Mm. And uh, they get to shore. And they look at the buildings for the first time. And they get that... I don't know if you've ever been to New York City and look at the buildings. No. But this the same thing happens where you look back far enough if you're close oh, enough and you yeah. will start to feel like you're falling backwards. Yes. Uh, and that happens and Rex falls back in the water and uh, Louis grabs like a nearby crane and like scoops him out. And then while Rex is all dreary, a bubble flops out of his nose and and reflects Louie, and and he's like, hmm, so you're him. And they're like, we'll go with you. We trust you. <laughs> this is the boy who wished is, he had a friend. Yeah, this is now Rex's secret mission to make yeah. him his friend. Mm-hmm. Especially after Louie, like, saved him from falling backwards into the Hudson River. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so just after uh, Louie and the dinosaurs, like, start walking into the city... Uh, Juliet Bleeb, who's this sweet, tiny lady on a moped, rolls up and she thinks she sees the dinosaurs, but it's just like construction equipment because she has very thick glasses and she can't see very well. She's like, oh, de- and, oh, no, now that I get closer, that's not them. Oh, no, I'm too late. She's like, well, I'll just hang up this flyer. And she's plastering the city with flyers that say Museum of Natural History, big dinosaur exhibit soon. Soon. Co- 
no further details covering the entire city in these flyers and like hoping to catch up with the dinosaurs. And I think we cut to da, 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 da. the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, no. Oh, uh, well, yes. But uh, <laughs> we, we cut to them immediately realizing, oh, we're dinosaurs in a city. We need to figure out how to get across town because we yeah. can't just walk there. And then <laughs> Louie and Elsa like go for a fly. They go through like a mm-hmm. building and there's like a whole flying sequence and they yeah. find yeah the Thanksgiving Day parade happening, and Louis sees like a big castle. And he's like, mm, "There." And I thought his plan was like, "We're gonna hide in this castle until we're uptown, and then we'll dip." Uh, that's not what happens. Stay tuned. And it's a, it's uh, a castle that's like on a float, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not just a moving castle that happens. Right, so just a castle in New York City. No, it's a, it's a castle float. Uh, yeah. So then the dinosaurs try and, and crash the parade, which does feature like some licensed character balloons. They've got Snoopy, who's no, in the you, real parade every year. You've missed a whole character introduction. No, I'll, I think this happens like the second after this establishing shot with the balloons. Okay. I just want to tell okay. people about the balloons. So we you got Snoopy like in real life. We have Woody Woodpecker, who I believe is also a real balloon. And I think Clifford is too. Like, they were able to get enough light. I think so. At least he has been. You know, they recycle him in and out. I think maybe only Snoopy is there every year. And maybe Pikachu. Not (laughs) Maybe SpongeBob. I'd have to look this up. I I could do an entire episode on Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Love the thing. Yeah, we have this establishing shot with with real character balloons uh, that I think really helps set the stage. It's nice that they have those, and it's not just like generic uh kids favorite black and white dog friend (laughs) and then uh as louie and elsa are flying through the buildings we do see uh, a little girl in a fancy little outfit with like a little straw hat with a ribbon on it on the balcony of her fancy penthouse crying and then the wind blows her hat away and then we see louie kind of swoop down and catch the hat and they drop down on this like little penthouse balcony and this girl freaks out is like that's a, that's a dinosaur i have to go yeah. inside now and yeah. louis is like soothing her trying to calm her down while at the same time like elsa's like this is another person i want to meet them i want to meet them and is trying to <laughs> nudge his nudge her way around louis mm-hmm. so he's keeping her back while also like being like oh no 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 it's okay it's okay she's nice uh <laughs> And then she's very nice. We meet uh, Cecilia Nuthatch. Uh, yes. Who explains how she's sad because her parents are uh, never home. And we get this huge shot of her like big penthouse with two levels. Uh, and yeah, it's very empty. There's not a lot of furniture here, honestly. Uh, and Louis also explains he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I don't want parents anyway. I uh, my mom used to like kiss me in public and you know <laughs> like do all this stuff and 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 tease my coat and everything. So I left, uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna go to the circus, which is just such a kid thing to do. They're like, I didn't like my mom's PDA. I'm gonna do yeah. it. Not for How me. How dare? How dare she love me? 
well, Cecilia, there's a photo on her wall of like yes, some yeah. sort of like a parents' day event at school with like all these kids and their parents sitting at like these little tables in the cafeteria, like they're all gonna have like a nice dinner together or something. And it's a photo of her sitting absolutely alone. And I'm yeah, like, and who took this? That. Yeah, who took this photo? Who? Your parents saw this photo and it got framed and put on your wall, and that didn't teach them the lesson. No. Like, they're not here on Thanksgiving. We don't know where they are. Cecilia just says, you see, my father is very business and my mother is very social. So you wonder if, like, it's like, honey, I've got a big Thanksgiving meeting and your mother's going on a girl's spa Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, you'll be fine. Uh, you know, there's, like, a lean cuisine you can microwave. We'll see you later, Cecilia. <laughs> there's one lean cuisine. Make it last. <laughs> <laughs> Not even turkey. They didn't plan it well. It's like <laughs> it's it's spaghetti. Oh no, <laughs> spaghetti! <laughs> a good meal in any other situation, but never is a lean cuisine. It never is Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Cecilia like thinks about it and is like, you know what? Heck, this! I'm also gonna go join the circus. Yeah, and uh, ba ba ba. Cecilia has joined the party, uh, and she throws her her Thanksgiving hat off the root, off the roof, and it lands on the head of this girl who had her nose pressed against the glass, looking at the same Thanksgiving hat, and that was nice. Yeah, good for that girl. We like see this little girl like throughout the crowd a couple times. It's nice to follow her in her journey of wanting hat and then getting hat. Yes. And uh, Cecilia, now that she's like adjusted very quickly to the fact that there are dinosaurs, she's like, in her, she's a little lady. She's literally a debutante. She's like curtsying. She's like, it's a pleasure to meet you, dweeb. Have you been a dinosaur long? <laughs> I like that too. And Louis's like, no, 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 no. You're, you're about to go into your whole spiel. I got to stop you right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like, Louis and Cecilia have like, very obvious crushes on each other. It's pretty cute. <laughs> that like yeah. he has the moment where he looks at her and he's like, "Golly, she's pretty," but like she really likes him back. Like she sort of gives him these eyes. She's like actively flirting with him. Yeah, it's kind of uncomfortable, honestly. <laughs> like there's not uh, like I get it. It's, it's like for their age. It's romantic for their age. But watching that at my age, I'm just like, I, I don't need this. <laughs> Do this in your <laughs> I, own time. I think it's funny how well-conceived of a romance it is for being a tiny part of this crowded kids movie. Like, the screenwriter yeah. for this movie is John Patrick Shanley, who wrote Moonstruck. Oh. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Uh, that's uh, the movie where Cher won an Oscar for for slapping Nicolas Cage and telling him to snap out of it. You've oh, seen that clip. Nick- Probably. I don't, I don't think we watched that during Cage Month, did we? No, I di- I watched it on my own. It's fun. He like got his hand cut off in a bread slicing machine, and he wears a fake hand, and he's very angry at his brother for like asking it- him, "Hey, hey, huh, huh?" Is it John Travolta's hand? It is. <laughs> He did not like him and John Travolta didn't both shove their hands in bread slicers. No, like he works at a bakery and like his brother came over one time, like, hey bro, would you slice me some bread? Sure. And then he gets distracted and he cuts his hand off, and then his fiance wouldn't marry him anymore. And he's like, I'm angry at my brother for this. 
and Cher is like engaged to his brother. Like this is the first time she's meeting her future brother-in-law, Nick Cage. And she's like, it was not his fault at all. He just wanted bread. It's not his fault. Your, your hand got cut off. Why are you so mad at him? And then those two fall in love. And why is it called Moonstruck? Uh, they play that song when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's amore. <laughs> and like throughout the movie, characters are like the, looking. That's well, enough of a the movie, point to make it the movie? Kids, like people, all these other characters in the movie are looking at the big full moon and how like, oh, like her parents fell in love during a full moon. Like when the full moon hits you, like you, you become this more romantic person, right? So that's why she falls in love with Nicolas Cage and like her... Oh, like her her their mom goes out on a, on a date with a guy and like they have a great time. But at the end, she's like, "I am gonna stick. Thanks for dinner, but I am gonna stick with my husband." And like her family friends are like, "Oh, do you remember the the night we danced? Like everybody's in love during the full moon. That's why it's called Moonstruck." But anyway, it's it's it's, it's a very fun romantic comedy. But like that is that's, the energy that's... I'm getting off of, huh? That's not what I thought it was about. I thought it was about a werewolf musical. It is. It should be. I mean, there's With no reason like you can't do both. There's no reason you can't do both. But like, this yeah. is the energy I'm getting off Louis and Cecilia, especially when they're such like distinct types. Like he is such a like rough and tumble greaser kid, and she is this proper little lady. Like they feel like archetypes. They feel like they're from a '30s screwball comedy, and it is like more of a not, not an inappropriate for them being like 10 years old i think all the sort of little looks and like you know, they share a brief kiss at the end of the movie i think it's all fine for as old as they are but it is like th- you can tell this is a man who's written like adult romantic comedies applying this to like a kid's movie and it's like yeah. i appreciate what you're doing but this is, are you sure you don't just want to spin these two off into their own like adult romantic comedy wouldn't that be better, sir? I'd yeah. I'd be you know if we got our Louis and Cecilia like thirty years later, I'd be there. I mean that's that's one thing that's fair. Meanwhile, back to the movie. Back uh, to the musical we, number we're about to encounter. Yeah, we cut to the kids and the dinosaurs already in the parade. I don't know how this happened, uh, but all of a sudden, Louis and Cecilia are at the top of this castle with reins like on all the dinosaurs who are acting like they're robots, like they're moving in like very jagged and jarring movements. And we get a lot of like Louis and Cecile, like this isn't going to work. This has to work. And all these kids in the sidelines on the sidewalk being like, is that a real dinosaur? That's not a real dinosaur. Wouldn't it be cool to meet a real dinosaur? Wouldn't it be cool? And Rex sees this and is like, oh, I want to be a real dinosaur for these kids. And uh, yeah, it breaks out into a musical number where he just kind of like lets loose and starts like dancing and singing uh, Roll Back the Rock to the Dawn of Time and sing this song with me, which is yes. f- forever ingrained in my head. Go look up that. You can look up that whole scene very easily on YouTube. You can just search Roll Back the Rock. We're back and find it. And it's it's a great song. And then, yeah, he just kind of like jazzes up these kids. And yeah. everyone is just kind of like, oh, this is just a, um, a Thanksgiving Day Parade thing. Right. How cool Throws this off is. the in- entire broadcast of the parade. Like <laughs> Al Roker doesn't know how to cover for this. <laughs> this wasn't in the script. <laughs> and 
and uh, <laughs> it is fun. It is a very fun musical number. Uh, they put a, for the this is the one the one musical number the movie has. It is not overall a musical. They just yeah. pull out all the stops for like three minutes. Honestly, and it's a good three minutes. Mm-hmm. While they're uh, dancing around New York City, Times Square, they do dance past a theater playing Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, <laughs> of I course thought that was they nice. do. Yeah, every Amblin. Uh, I remember like Animaniacs and all of those, all the other Amblimation cartoons, doing a lot of homages to Steven Spielberg because they could. And because that's just what you homage to in general in pop culture. <laughs> The kids in the audience at the parade are all really enjoying themselves. They think that these are real dinosaurs, and they're excited about it. Uh, Just as Captain New Eyes predicted, kids love dinosaurs. But as soon as the adults realize, oh, these are dinosaurs and not fancy animatronics that get up and walk around on their own, they all scream uniformly. Everyone, like, screams and runs away. Yep. I mean, that's what you should do, I guess. Everyone panics, and suddenly the cops are coming. And meanwhile, the kids are like getting pulled away in the crowd, and they're mm. like, "We'll meet up back. We'll meet up at the uh, in the at Central Park. We'll see you there." And Rex is like running, and he falls on a truck that starts to roll away. And we get our little Larry King cameo, where he's yeah. he's interviewing a woman who just saw a real dinosaur. Uh, Again, implying that Larry, you have to remember it's Thanksgiving Day. So Larry King is like taking calls for his radio show live on Thanksgiving Day. And then uh, as the dinosaurs are like running away through New York City to get away from from authorities, like Woog runs through a supermarket and the supermarket has a huge display of hot dogs, which is normal. Hot dogs. Except for that you remember it's Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> you don't have Thanksgiving hot dogs? Do we need to have that this year? <laughs> Dad, please smoke a whole turkey and also make hot dogs. Fill the turkey with hot dogs. No stuffing please, only hot dogs. Please get the big cartoonish hot dogs with with the bits left on the edges. Yeah. And, uh, smoke just smoke just stuff as many of the smokers as you can and i'll have two of those hot dog thanksgiving i'll have two it's of those sad. and eight pounds of mashed potatoes <laughs> somebody eating just a bunch of hot dogs for thanksgiving is sadder than cecilia's parents leaving her alone i don't know if you really like hot dogs it's fine i sh- you're good. right I, it makes round. Yeah, if you if hot dogs is your meal of choice, if you're like I'm jazzed for hot dogs, I'm gonna do like high end, advanced, celebratory hot dogs. Go for it. Yeah, tell us about it at Saturday Emo Pod on, uh, <laughs> on Twitter. The kids make their way to Central Park and they find Professor Screw Eyes' uh, eccentric circus, where they almost get into a fight with some adult clown punks. Yep. They pass by this like poster that sparks on them. Like it sparks as it's sticking on this tree for Professor Screw Eyes. And yeah, they meet these like punks with like big black circles around their eyes. And they they I don't know if they're strictly clowns or just cartoon level spooky that they <laughs> They look kind of clownish, but in a way where I wasn't sure are these like local punks 
who favor a slightly clownish aesthetic or are these actual clowns for the circus with a punk aesthetic? Either way, circus punk is a great aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it somewhere else, but these are just a bunch of and like I they're like all at they're all legally adults. I don't know if they're like old, but they're at least 18 and they're like going to yeah. pick a fight with Louie and Louie's <laughs> like, well, I'll fight him off. You put him up. And then they like to the clown punks are like, forget it and walk away. And Cecilia's like, Louie, you were very brave. <laughs> and they're <laughs> like, like, yeah, you can't give those guys an inch. And like, I'd, I'd rather you not say that when he's like standing up in a fight against adults. You should be like, hey, adults, please don't fight us, 10 year olds. <laughs> please get out of our way. We have we have right of way. We are younger. We are kids. We're here for circus that you might work for, question mark. Or you might just be patrons. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we can both we can all enjoy the circus together. Let's agree about circus and put our disputes behind us. <laughs> let's work towards a greener and cleaner circus all of us <laughs> uh so the kids are walking up and they find the big top and they peek inside and it's very dark the uh the stall like all the seats are empty and they spot a clown in the middle performing for a man and this clown uh stubs is like doing his whole spiel and the ringmaster assumedly is standing there and he's just like Mm, 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 mm. just like not impressed at all and uh i i think this is like a moment where cecilia or someone laughs at the clown's thing clown's uh Mm. spiel and professor screw eyes turns around and i want to explain professor screw eyes for a second Uh, yeah because he's kind of just like like an old man with like very like gaunt spooky clothes and his yeah. so he's got like a suit, but his vest is like a crop top, like it's ah! just from like the like from the ab, or not from the abs from the from the pecs up. Oh my god! So he's, he's got like a little crop top uh, vest and a very spooky thing, and just one of his eyes is a screw, like the front mm-hmm. of a flathead screw. Uh, very spooky. Very spooky. And screw eyes says, "Buzz off." Shows later. Come, come if you're paying. And Louis is like, no, 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 I'm I'm here to join the circus. He's like, really? You join my circus? Well, I guess if you really want to, we don't typically take kids, but sure, we'll take you. And Cecilia is having second thoughts, and Louis is like, kind of like, no, no, let's let's do this, yeah. And Professor Skurai is like, unrolls like a big blank piece of paper with like mm. a little X, and says, go ahead, sign. Let's let's make this in writing, and Louis is like a little entranced, but the yeah. pen that Screw Eyes hands him pricks him, and then he's like, "Well, what do I do with this? My hand's bleeding," and he's he puts his hand on the paper and it signs his signature in blood, and then the, yeah. then the contract fills out with all the all the writing that wasn't there before. Very devilish. This is and, what I remembered most about this movie growing yes. up. Well, I, this I think and a scene later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, we yeah very very memorable moment. And Cecilia is like, well, if you're gonna do it, and she grabs like something out of her hat or out of her hair and like pricks her finger and does a it. Pin. And she gets a yeah. She grabs yeah, like a, she gets a, like, a hairpin. Yes. Oh, a hairpin. Okay. 
I thought you said like a real pen. I'm like, I don't know if you put that in your hair, but okay. No. You say so. And she pricks her finger and she has a very lovely blood uh, <laughs> signature on there. Excellent penmanship. Excellent, Excellent bloodmanship. Blood <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. Is this where, oh yeah, they didn't even ask about Benny's or anything. That is kind of No, there's, there's like circus please and screw eyes. It's like, sure, blood please. And they're like, you got it, sir. It's not even clear what they're going to do in the circus. Like neither of them no. are like, I can clown. I can tightrope. I can juggle. Like, I don't know what they think their job is going to be. Circus. They do circus. <laughs> and then the dinosaurs have, have followed them. Uh, they remember that the kids said they were going to the circus in Central Park. And they find them there. And the dinosaurs realize what happened. And they're like, no, you can't do this. You can't release the kids from their contract. And Scrooge is like, well, I think they offer Scrooge, what if they we trade you? Take the kids out of the contract. We'll be under contract for you. You'll have a dinosaur yeah. circus instead of a child circus. <laughs> So one the of better these makes option. you look a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, we also kind of missed a scene, but it's okay. It wasn't that that crazy. It it was the um, when the all the dinosaurs were being chased by the cops. They all ah. got crowded into a building that was detonated, and they exploded and shot through the sky into Central Park. And that's how they got oh here. My, oh my god! <laughs> yes. I missed that part. Yeah, there was like Who's a whole deton- detonation scene. On Thanksgiving Day! <laughs> Sorry, John, you gotta come in. We're blowing up that building on 3rd today. <laughs> New York City's so busy on Thanksgiving Day. You've got the Macy's Parade, <laughs> the eccentric circus, blowing up the building, that hot dog sale. <laughs> New York's the city that never sleeps. New York's the city that always sells hot dogs. <laughs> well... You know, now that I think about it, New York is a the, very hot dog centric city. It kind of makes Chicago, sense. Chicago, yeah. Our yeah, two greatest hot, hot dog metropolises. <laughs> I guess I guess you can buy hot dogs in other cities, but those are the real cities to buy hot dogs in. Uh, Do you since Gotham City is very much inspired by New York and like Christopher Nolan filmed in Chicago, it's got some Chicago vibes. Do you think there's a Gotham City hot dog? What's on it? That's what I'm asking. Like, what do you think Gothamites want on their hot dogs specifically? What do they like? Sport peppers? <laughs> Just real bats. Just small small bats. Uh, I don't know. Probably crime. <laughs> One crime dog coming up. One crime like, dog. It, they make like they... two-faced hot dogs where it's like there's ketchup and mustard on it, but in two like very precise equal <laughs> parallel lines. There's there's the Joker dog that has ha ha written on on it with mustard. <laughs> right. The uh, real the what makes it a Gotham dog is just what you write with the condiment. Uh, yeah, a penguin there's, there's... No, no, a penguin dog is a regular hot dog with a tiny cocktail umbrella in it. <laughs> the poison ivy dog is just has a lot of spinach on on top of it. <laughs> and the calendar man hot dog is just a gift certificate and you get 12 hot dogs over the course of a year. It's a hot dog subscription service. Yeah, you have to come back to that same guy at that same time once a month for, for a year. But you're always going to get that hot dog. Mm-hmm. 
The, the, egg, the egghead hot dog is an egg. It's not a hot dog. It's an egg. I don't know what to tell you. You ordered an egg, my man. <laughs> the egghead special is an egg. <laughs> the Riddler hot dog is either a hot dog shaped like a question mark, including the dot at the end, uh, or it is just like a riddle, like... <laughs> Yes, my hot dog stand speaks the truth, but that hot dog stand speaks in lies, and only one of us has the hot dog you just bought. I don't know. Which one? I, we could keep going. This is for uh, a, another episode. We're going to have to have a Batman episode, oh, and we'll oh, talk more the, then. The Red Hood hot dog just has a lot of ketchup on one end. But you have to beat the... No, I'm not going to say it. I was going to make a Jason Todd joke, but I'm not going to. Uh, no. no. Uh, so, Professor Screw-Eyes, he shows the kids that parallel to his brother, New, he has a fright radio <laughs> that hears the fears of children. And all of these it's, kids... It's huge. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a jukebox. Instead of one of those like little desktop like Art Deco radios, he has a whole scary jukebox. And he turns it on, yeah. and instead of bubbles, it's like these ghost children who float around, yeah. and they're like, I'm scared of monsters. And the, he's monsters. like, dinosaurs, those are monsters. You, you could come join my circus. It's a monster circus. I'm here to terrify people like for reals. Mm-hmm. And he's and like, also, parallel to my brother's brain grain cereal, yes. I have brain drain, which isn't a cereal or a breakfast food at all. It's just a pill. And if I give this to you, it'll take away your intelligence. And as an example, he gives each of the kids half a pill, which turns them into monkeys for a couple hours. Yeah, he's like, this is a temporary dosage, uh, which I guess if you only take half, it's like an antibiotic. You didn't finish it, so it's not done working. Yeah. Uh, so it only turns them into a monkey for like, yeah, an hour, maybe. And yeah, they just turn into like little monkey kids, just like in, uh, uh, not that movie, into the Super Mario Brothers movie. I was going to say the Mighty Morphin movie. I'm like, that's not right. It's no. a different era of my childhood, just like in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, oh, like when uh, they turn into like lizard men. Yeah, exactly. But it'd be monkey. <sighs> I think monkey. one of them does turn into monkey, but I might be misremembering. Uh, oh, that's Donkey Kong. <laughs> you're right that's Seth Rogen I'm thinking about also Screw Eyes pulls a banana out of his pocket for the kids to fight over like he's just carrying around a banana like was that yours was it your snack for later yeah that was his lunch he didn't finish <laughs> I eat one banana every day he's not happy to see you that's his lunch <laughs> it's also it better not be the banana's like in his chest pocket <laughs> he keeps that in this tiny vest. Uh, <laughs> Banana sized. So while the uh, kids um the, the kids like go to sleep uh, and like they wake up and then the brain drain is gone. And then Stubbs the clown, th that sweet funny clown oh, this, from earlier oh, wait. like so the yeah, the kids go to sleep and then Rex comes in. He's like Yes. Yes. All the dinosaurs are walking away and Rex like comes back and like does like a very like sweet goodbye to like Louie and like he like put like like pulls the hair out of their eyes on both of them yeah and it in doing so they slowly revert back to being regular and it's just kind of like a nice animation moment it is as, as well as a nice tender moment 
This oh. is, I feel like we should also say this movie's very short. It's like 72 minutes long or something. Yeah, it's, it's it, a little it's, over an hour. Yeah. It's weirdly short. I remember thinking that even as a kid, like this feels way different than other movies. And that might've been why it was like so rare when we were younger. Like it's a weird length maybe to like put on TV. But for Mm -hmm. as, I wonder if what they got in trading off, like it being a shorter movie, they were able to pick up in the quality of the animation. Cause like I said, there's some beautiful background shots in this movie i like all the character designs they move very fluidly it's nice to watch like cecilia's dress just sort of swish around as she moves there's this transformation sequence there's the scene later that we'll get to later yeah before before we get to this moment of horror uh yeah greg says goodbye to the kids and then Stubbs comes in to check on him and he's there when they wake up in the morning back to being humans uh, and he's like, oh boy, anybody here who will be nice to me. And he like makes them pancakes and he, he does an act for them. And they're like, that's so funny. And he's like, yeah, but Professor Scrooge doesn't like it. Like if he says, if I can't make him laugh, then I don't get to have my own act in the show. Yeah. So he's, this is why he's, he's in a toxic relationship pretty much with yeah. Professor Scrooge. Like I'll make him laugh one of these days and then he'll finally validate me. So, yeah, the kids are like, well, we're not going to leave. Like, we can't. We need to get them out. We need to see them. And Stubbs is like, okay, okay. And he, like, takes them to to show uh, them in their cages. And then he's like, okay, we have to be in tonight's show. And then we cut to that night. And they're taking tickets, pretty much. The kids are in these, like, big, like, cartoonish suits where they're, like, little stout, like, demons and like one of them is like an ape uh they, yeah like they, they, they kind of look like the tasmanian devil sort of or like yeah, um, a little bit uh I, pain or panic whichever was the shorter one of hades two henchmen panic i think or pain i want to say pain because it's a shorter word and it has yeah, oh yeah yeah i think the tall one was the more panicked of those two hold on it's we the one that's this. Bob. We're it's experts. the one that's Bobcat Goldthwait. It's the Bobcat Goldthwait one. It's the Bobcat Goldthwait one. I gotta <laughs> look this up now. Wait, if I just, I just looked up Pan and Panic, and I'm just getting <laughs> images of Pan and Panic. This isn't telling me what I need to know. Which one's which? Panic is the is the tall one. Okay. Yes. Wasn't that Matt Frewer? Yes, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get their voice actors. No, it's okay. <laughs> we may eventually talk about Hades. Or uh, Hercules. Hercules the entire film in which Hades is part of it. There is not a Hades film. I would love to talk about the game Hades, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. Maybe we could do video games. There's, there's a story know. in there. Yeah. So the circus is getting underway, and the kids are just kind of like trying to blend in, like scare people, like it's a fright fest and just trying to like be ticket takers and then the circus begins and we get this very cool scene where mm. it's this is a cool thing that either already exists in real life or should exist in real life where it's just like a scary circus like Cirque du Soleil and all the professor screw eyes goes out and like introduces everything and then the infernal grand demon parade starts and yes the kids and stubs and like all these like 
actors and like big like light and smoke shows uh are going on like ghosts on like wires are like going through the audience and like scaring people and grabbing them and uh there's big smoke effects and like laser demons everywhere uh then there's elephant cruelty and (laughs) all the bad stuff about circuses and they pulled out this giant uh pyramid this like obtuse angled pyramid yeah and uh professor screw says and now a special feature for tonight the ultimate set of teeth in the history of the world is what he wow says, Again, which is a, a tall per- order perhaps another nod spielberg and jaws oh interesting because if you, you told me shark? what if you told me what's the ultimate set of teeth in world history i'd i'd say the shark from jaws but was the shark from Jaws a real shark? No, it was uh, an animatronic, and its name was Bruce. I guess it doesn't have to be... No, nothing in the phrase, the ultimate set of teeth in the history of the world, <laughs> says it had to be real. <laughs> right, it's just like um, the, the stage at the, the, the dental playhouse. It's Timmy the Tooth. He's the ultimate set of tooth in the history of the world. <laughs> His family, uh, as, a, as a complete whole, is the ultimate set of teeth. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, the, the audience are spooked to heck uh, as the... it. I thought this was going to, like... This pyramid, like, was, like, a drapery that was going to lift off. But, like, it turns, like, translucent and it's, like, lights. And, like, it seems to, like, just slough off as mm-hmm. uh, all the dinosaurs are like in there in chains and people in the audience are like scrambling up the walls of the circus and like running away. And then Skrurais uses his magic eye to hypnotize Rex. Uh, and he's like, go walk one step towards the audience. Walk one more. And like doing the whole spiel, like being a spooky ringmaster. <laughs> Un- until a crow flies in and lands uh, at this, like, desk of the person who's doing the lights and the smoke and presses a button, and all, like, these, like, blinding blinding lights all around the outside of the ring, like, light up the stage, and it kind of blinks Rex out of it, and he kind of wakes up out of the hypnotization, and he looks back to Screw Eyes and starts moving towards Screw Eyes, and uh, he, like, I think he breaks out of his change or something at this point, and like picks up Skrurais and is going to eat him. And yeah, because they did like, have the um, they had the brain drain, so they're not the cuddly dinosaurs oh, who yeah. talk and sing songs. Like they are their original, like uh, prehistoric predatory dinosaurs. Yeah, I forgot to mention that part. Yeah, they are back to original dinosaurs being mm. dinosaur being monsters uh, at this point. And uh, yeah, Rex like picks up. Scrooge and Scrooge is like pissing his pants, like like so scared. He like takes his finger and pricks it on one of the teeth in Rex's open mouth. And he's like, "Ah, that's sharp." Ah. And mm. uh, meanwhile, Louie, who's watching all of this from like behind like the curtain, like runs out there, like like kind of like his costume like falling off as he goes. Mm. And he starts pleading with Rex, like Rex, please don't eat that guy. I yeah. know I don't care about him and he was pretty mean to me and everyone I know, but don't eat him. You'll probably yeah. regret it. 
Yeah, like he's watching out for like, this is not Rex in his right mind. I don't think the Rex I know would want to have eaten this guy. And he's like the... He's like pounding on Rex's leg and Rex is like so tall and he's this little kid just like pounding on like one calf. And like the way he's talking to him, trying to reason with him, he says, you're the original tough guy. Rex, that means king. Be a king, Rex. Don't be a stiff. Yeah, he's like he's like sobbing. He's like getting really into it. It's very emotional. Like this sounds kind of corny when I read it out loud, but like it is... Like that is how he knows how to communicate to this guy. I think it's it's a very emotional scene, and it is funny that he's also like still a greaser, like right down to his toes, even in these real emotional moments. Yeah, exactly. Be a tough guy, Rex. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very like West Side Story. <laughs> And it it works. Rex, you see Rex's eyes like narrow on him, and his eyes like soften, and like mm-hmm. you get that kind of like transformation like earlier, where they he just kind of like morphs back into his soft, bright orange side, and mm-hmm. uh, like Cecilia comes out and like starts hugging the other dinosaurs, and they like kind of come back to normal as well, and yeah. like, Rex like sets screw eyes down. Uh, and the dinos are smart again. It's great. And all yeah. of a sudden, uh, that big old <laughs> steampunk magic ship is above <laughs> the stage and like opens it up and like tears the whole uh big top open. And Captain New Eyes is there, Mister New Eyes. Uh, <laughs> and he frees the brother. Or sorry, he frees the dinos with like this little uh, just, like so it's. It, Vorp, the 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 Jay Leno character, mm. is talking to these little like shooting stars as they kind of like de- detach these uh detach these chains from the uh, dinosaurs. They shoot them off, and he's like, I don't I don't know if he's talking to a gunner or if he's talking to himself, but he says, "Great yeah. job." Uh, <laughs> and we get a nice brother to brother moment as Screw and New reunite. We get the nice little kids kiss, and uh, then we get uh, Stubbs quitting angrily, and he's like, you know what? I quit. I'm done with this, and he does this whole spiel of, like, I'm done. Yes. You can have my fake nose, and he puts his nose on Skrye's nose. Like, you can you can have my rubber chicken, my my fake donkey, like, all these listing things, and just handing Skrye's these things as his arms are getting heavier. Yes. And he also leads up to saying, like, you can take my cannon. And he hands him a giant cannon. And you can yeah. take, finally, and this giant clam opening to reveal a mermaid holding an American flag and her normal brother, Richard. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that was the line until I watched this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I don't know if this was scripted or if they just let Martin Short just go, yeah. just say things, <laughs> and they're going to draw it later. Okay, well, we got to hire somebody to design uh, a mermaid holding up an American flag and her normal brother, Richard. I want to follow their story. Yeah. It, <laughs> he just looks like a normal like guy, just like a little guy with a briefcase. Like, oh, what am I doing here? I was in the clam for a second. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the Captain New Eyes takes the kids and the dinos 
and leaves Screw Eyes, and we get this mm. scene. Mel, do you want to describe this scene? Yeah, so Screw Eyes is uh, the audience, all the other circus employees, like everyone is gone. It's this big tent, and Screw Eyes is there alone. And he's like, oh no. When I'm here alone, when there's nobody else for me to scare, then I'm scared. And there's this crow circling overhead. All these crows come in through like the, the shredded opening in the tent since New Eyes cut it open. And they cover his entire body. He is completely covered head to toe in crows. You can't see him. It's just a crow-covered silhouette of a man. And then the crows all fly away and there's no body left. Just his screw eye that like falls to the ground with a little plink noise. Yeah. He says, his last words are like, I'm afraid the crows will. Ah. So he was always afraid the crows would do something to him. And then, yeah, they can, they are implied to consume him. Uh, and then, yeah, they, when the screw falls to the floor, it like gets sparkly and magic for a second. And then a crow blows it away with its crow lips and picks it up and flies away with it. Yeah. And it was just a haunting moment as a kid uh, yeah we, we should have done this like, for halloween <laughs> we should have i think especially in conjunction with um the the bird woman in home alone 2 lost in new york who was a yeah. character who at the end turned out to be very friendly at the beginning to kevin and to little kids watching the movie for the first time she's covered in birds she's also kind of spooky so I think a person covered in birds is like a, a horror trigger for kids of our age. Kids of our age? Of of their early 30s? Late late 20s, early 30s? People who may have grown up with uh, We're Back a Dinosaur's Story and Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, which could be subsequent ages. You know, there could be somebody That's who's fair. like 18 now who grew up with those two things and is like, I'm also terrified of people covered in birds. I don't think I'm afraid of people covered in birds. I love birds. I'm not uh, I'm not afraid of this now, but I think when I was watching this when I was like seven, I'm like, ah, you're not a body <laughs> anymore. You're just birds. You're just birds. And I don't I don't think I'd want to do it now. Like I don't like maybe if I could have like one pigeon on each hand, I'd be okay with that. But <laughs> like I don't I don't want to be covered in birds. Mel pigeon hands. <laughs> I got two pigeons. I'm just going to weigh them like the Libra scales. <laughs> this pigeon is happier today. This pigeon is angry today. If you want to enter the afterlife, you have to weigh your soul against the weight of a pigeon. <laughs> About how much that pigeon ate that day. Uh, so, yeah, we get that very haunting moment. Uh, and then the dinosaurs finally make it to the museum and the... Next day, all these kids get to meet them. So the way they do it is Julia Child's uh, character, what was her name, like Dr. Bleeb? Yes. Yeah, Dr. Bleeb. Uh, he's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a special room where the parents aren't allowed in. And behind this uh, curtain, we're going to have all the dinosaurs. And they're going to act like there's statues up until all the parents are gone and they're going to just like, Hey, I'm Rex. I'm, I'm dweeb. I'm, I'm boo. I'm woog. And all the kids are just like, kind of start saying like, hi, I'm Max. Like, are you a real dinosaur? Yeah, I'm a real dinosaur. And they have this like moment where all the kids rush them and are like climbing on them and loving them. And the dinos absolutely love it too. 
and it's nice. Mm-hmm. And then the captain, uh, Mr. New, closes the, do- the door on the movie. Yeah! <laughs> A framing device that has not existed before. Right, he just closes the door in the movie, and then he says, now, that's the way it is. That's it. That's the movie, what? and that you're, it's all you're going to get. And then and we I come won- back to Rex and Buster. And I wonder if that's like something Walter Cronkite said as a famous news broadcaster. I don't know if that's a reference or if they like already wrote that. Like, yeah, that's how we'll end the movie. <laughs> it's very abrupt. <laughs> yeah. But then we do go back to the original framing device, which is uh, Rex playing golf with that little bird who wanted to run away and join the circus also. And the bird's like, wow, Rex, what a story. Did all that really happen? And Rex is like, you bet it did. And then he's like, (laughs) catch you up on all the characters. Uh, Louis and Cecilia are a cute little couple, and both of them made up with their parents off screen somehow. Uh, And so (laughs) then, like, like Louis moves back home. He doesn't live on a raft anymore. And Cecilia, uh, there's a new photo of her with her parents actually there for parents' night. And they put furniture in their big apartment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we need we need at least 80% more furniture in this house. And yeah, so uh, Buster the little bird kind of goes back to his family and is like, maybe it's not so bad being in a family. Yeah. And then uh, Rex goes off into the sunset, swinging his golf club and scatting the theme song. Or not the theme mm-hmm. song, the Roll Back the Rock song. Yeah, and then Little Richard sings a version of that song over the end credits. Yeah, a full roll back the rock. It's nice. Mm-hmm. And that's We're Back, a Dinosaur Story. Yeah, I I enjoyed rewatch. We watched this last year, actually, in our movie club Discord, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. I thought, let's do it again. We ought to cover it for Thanksgiving. There's a lot of Thanksgiving-based uh, entertainment. <laughs> I think if you haven't seen this before... Check it out. Like I said, it's not long, but it's got, and it's a, it's a weird movie. Strange things happen. It like, it's very crowded. It's doing a lot, but I think it looks gorgeous. The acting and music is of a high caliber. It's kind of cute. Kind of fun. Yeah. Go go check it out. Uh, You could probably rent it. You might even be able to watch it on YouTube. It's, it might be old enough, but. Uh, yeah, and go watch all the other Amblimation movies like Balto and uh, Five Will Goes West and all that stuff. Uh, and thank you guys so much for listening. If you'd like to help the show out at all, one, just by making it this far in the episode and listening to us is already a great deal of help. We love that you listen to it. We love how much feedback we're getting on the show. But if you'd like to give us a little bit more feedback, you can leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you can listen to podcasts. Uh, take a snap hmm, take a snapshot take a screenshot of that review and send it in to us and we'll read it on an episode if you would like to recommend things for us to watch or inquire about being a guest on the show you can email us saturdaymopod at gmail.com or dm us on twitter at saturdaymopod if you'd like to talk to me on twitter i'm at james wilk mel i'm on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t and listen to my other podcasts on the Whatnots Network. That's Whatnots spelled like astronauts. I'm on The Review Show, which is a weekly book club style media discussion show. We talk about a different movie, a graphic novel, season of a TV show every week. 
and I'm on the Captain's Log, which is our weekly nonsense chat show where we talk about I don't, movie news, weird anecdotes from our lives. We play silly games. Uh, did we Google anything? And that's what that show is. Hell yeah. Oh, and if it's Thanksgiving, uh, check out our feed called the Reactor Core. That's core spelled like the Green Lantern Core. Um, corpse. Corpse, yes. Uh, where we talk about brand new media. So at this time, uh, I think we're, we're between Eternals and Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, among other things. But those are the biggest points that stick out in my mind right now. Very excited to watch Eternals and see hot Camille Nanjiani. Very excited mm-hmm. about that. Uh, so yeah, go check those out. Thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget. Relax. Kick back. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Good night, folks. Good night, Louie. Good night, Stubbs. Hey, Stubbs, where do you think you're going? Get back here. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I quit! I quit! I resign! Oh! Get this completely in your ear? I am profoundly out of here! And this ain't about money. I ain't even complaining about my dry cleaning bill. But hang around with elephants all day and try to keep your clothes clean. <laughs> but that's not the point. The point is, I quit. Quitsky, over an outskirt. That's all she wrote. Keep my last check, buddy! Here's my shoe. My nose, my horn, my buzzer, my fake arm, my bug eye glasses, my backstage passes, my hat, my rabbit, his backstage passes, my fake fangs, a few birds, my pogo stick, my donkey ears, my extended tongue gag, my rubber chicken, he can't even get these anymore, my lucky whale tooth, and a giant clam that opens to reveal the American flag held by a mermaid and a normal brother, Richard! So long! Oh, 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 and by the way, In case you're wondering why I'm talking and they're laughing, let me explain it to you.